This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Interior, Santa's house, ding dong. Who's at my door? Door opens by Santa Van. Introduce character, uh, repossession person. Hello, what brings you here tonight, mister? uh, What's this uh, notice you're handing me? You're here to repossess my Harry's razors? The last possession of value Santa Man has? (laughs) No! Santa Man uh, falls, throws himself on a bucket of razors to protect them from repossession man. Please, these razors compare so favorably to other shaving solutions I've tried in terms of quality and the price. No, don't do that to old Santa Man. <laughs> Repossession uh, guy shrugs. He's just doing his job. You can tell on his face. Oh, come on. You're just doing your job? Is that what that shrug's supposed to mean? Come on, man. It's as if you don't even know that, look, we're just two guys here. Two guys like Jeff and Andy who started Harry's Razors. And and they were fed up with being overcharged by razors. And, and can't you just be fed up with this materialistic culture that makes you repossess stuff from good, hard-working Santa mans? And, and, and maybe we should buy a factory together with blade-making experience. We'll do the same thing. The repossession guy gets out his hand cart and starts loading razors one by one for some reason. Oh, onto oh this the cart. is gonna take so long! We, 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 we. Oh no! Oh, that one had five German engineer blades on it. Oh no, not the one with the lubricating strip. Oh, don't take my razor with the flex hinge for a comfortable glide. And they all have all of those things. It's not a, a one. Each oh, razor no. having one. At least things. leave me the one with the trimmer blade for hard to reach places. They all have that. Oh, just please. Oh, no. If you just leave me one, okay? Just the one with the weighted ergonomic handle. And the guy starts rolling away the razors that are $2 a blade compared to the $4 or more that you pay at the drugstore. Hey, come on. Do you need a spokesman for your repo company? Tell you what. You pay me the $2 a blade or whatever that it costs to keep this instead of $4, and and to, and I'll do a commercial. Hey, this guy's the repo man. He gives a shrug that tells you everything you need to know. If you want something taken away and loaded up slowly, then use this guy. I didn't catch your name, sir. The repo guy points to his name tag, which says Barn. Barn. The repossession guy looks intrigued, and he's wondering if there's a call to action for the like a special offer. Oh, no, please don't take it away. I'll do anything. I'm just so confident in the quality of those blades that I think that everyone should try the most popular trial set for free. Please, if it's for free, you can't repossess it, right? Please, please, it comes with a razor handle of your choice and five-blade cartridge and shaving gel, and it's free when you sign up or just pay a small fee for shipping. It's really not a very big fee. It's like not even a big fee at all, and it's almost practically free except for the small shipping fee, which is very small. 
far as fees go, it's like freaking microscopic. You can barely even see the fee. So it's like, why am I even bringing it up? I mean, it's almost basically free. Please don't take up a reason. Santa Man lies down in the road in front of the repossession car. I'm not going to let you leave. I'm gonna, I got to tell everybody to redeem their free trial offer. Go to harrys.com slash Hollywood Handbook right now. That's harrys.com slash Hollywood Handbook. Go there right now, please. Don't drive over me. Oh, my bones. Oh, God. My Santa Man bones are getting crushed under the truck. And the weight of the razors. So I'm there with Morris, Chestnut, and uh, and Andy Daly, and we're doing uh, like a puppet show with the Scrub Daddy. You know the Scrub Daddy Sponge, the Sponge the Scrub Daddy face. Sponge. So we're doing this really funny puppet show, you know, for all the kids. And I put a mop on my Scrub Daddy. Two cleaning products, but he's sort of like a Rasta Scrub Daddy now, and. Uh, and so I'm doing like, you know, uh, respect, respect, and all this very funny sort of um, Rastafarian character. And Ziggy Marley doesn't like this. Because uh, yeah. it's like he's the only one who can like have, you know, a funny Rasta character right. or whatever. Like I'm like stepping now, on Now, I'm his. sorry, is this actual Ziggy Marley or is it Andy Daly's Ziggy Marley. It's no, it's Andy as Ziggy doing Ziggy, doing Ziggy. Yes, yeah, and he, but, but, but then Andy separately is really getting upset. Like he's Ziggy's going like, "Hey, boy, that's my voice, man," and I'm like, "Okay, like this is good. I can work with this, you know, with the puppets." But then underneath, he's going like, "What the fuck are you doing, man? Like I do the Rasta Scrub Daddy puppets in here." Yeah. And his isn't even. And Morris is a just mop. trying to enjoy the show. Morris, yeah, I Morris guess. is. I, I mean, he's cracking up mm-hmm. because the because the you know way we capture these characters is so vivid. But he's there to fill in if we need. Um, not like an extra for the puppet scene, but somebody who's functional. Mm-hmm. As, uh, receptionist yeah. in the lobby. You know, a security guard, mm-hmm. somebody who uh, doesn't have to really drive the comedic action of the Scrub Daddy puppet scene. And this is really the only way to trick him into cleaning up a mess. Yeah, well, that's one of the, you know, that's one of the issues is, I, 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 to back all the way up, Morse's apartment is a pigsty, mm-hmm. you know? And so Andy and I get together is like, oh, well, this is a fun way to have fun with our friend and also do a big favor. Help and then it became this this pissing contest where it's all about whose Rasta character is better. And I'm not even going to weigh in on whose I think is better. Bobsled team, you know? That's my key phrase. I just, just I'll leave you with that. Hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook and Insider's Guide to Kicking Butt and Dropping Name. It, I, it, I will say it is too cold currently in, in this room to do the introduction. Would the you agree intro. with that? Yeah, to do the entire kicking, butting, dropping names in the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry called show. But to do that whole intro, you need a certain amount of heat. <laughs>
And because so, it's a hot intro. And here we have engineer Cody saying, "Well, I have a leather jacket, mm-hmm. so I'm so comfortable in my I've got leather an, jacket. This an fake eagle skin. sweater and a and a cow's skin on me, and so I'm warm. So like I'm cows. a happy, warm cow. Because you've seen cows up in the Alps, can't be bothered, you know. No." And, and and so Cody wants us to suffer so that he can pretend to be a cow. And isn't that interesting? Did you fix it? Is it fixed? My stomach is not like a cow, but everything else about my skin is like a cow. Gosh. Like, when did he, like... And uh, I... For a while, I was like, what happened to Cody? I haven't seen him. In no, school. I honestly was right? like, I haven't seen this dude in fucking like six months. And now it's like, I wanted this. Did I wish this I was like, yeah, I mean, oh, when will we get Cody anymore? And it's like, why wasn't I just going like, oh, I'm so lucky. Um, we got a guest. Uh, we what should, a, what like, is it about him? Every year, we, everyone wants to... Think about, talk about, mm. who is going to be the best Oscar? Who's going to do the most Oscar and who's going to be, you know, bring home the hardware. And everyone has their pool. Uh-huh. Their friends. You fill in who's going to do it. Your aunt is there. Yes. And they say, how do how do I find someone to help me? How I'm going to win. Yes. And so now we will do the winning. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you, when, so there's a few kinds of winning here. There's winning, like Charlie Sheen winning, mm-hmm. which is just how the sort of mode we're in. And our guest, Dan Lippert, is in all the time. Tiger say winning, mode. Say winning. Winning. Tiger mode, yes. So Dan's winning. But also there's who's going to be winning the Oscar and helping you winning the pool. Yeah. And it's helping us. Dan lips hurt. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Why? What happened to your lips? Yeah. No chapstick. Um, it's it's actually not a uh, like a nickname. It's right. It's my last name. Um, it was so like an old your, ancestor. But your ancestor don't know chapstick. Yeah, I think that was the issue when uh, my ancestors came across. Is they're yeah. uh, kind of from hard to pronounce Germanic yeah. background. Yeah. And so a lot of times when you would come through Ellis Island, you would just describe how you feel in that moment. Yeah, okay, you're sure. named after whatever ailment. Yeah. It's like yeah. Yeah. um So there's a lot of people I, I you've probably met a lot of um C six. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. it's a lot of last names that you'll find. Is it possible that he had to do the show in the studio with Cody mm-hmm. on the boat? Interesting. And oh. so it's so cold in there. That is that that Dan's lips hurt. Yeah. No, that's very interesting. Is that what happened? I haven't considered that option. Cody, and you know, Cody, when he got his name assigned, his family name, it was, you know, obviously his ancestors were very scully, which means they have more skull more sc- than brain. Very thick skull, not a lot of room for brains in there. Mm-hmm. And that's, and it can be advantageous. It's a, you know, it's an evolutionary advantage because this guy really, I've seen him conk his head so hard. And he doesn't even appear to notice. And I mean, there's the, bruises, like, bumps. The concrete shatters. <laughs> like he'll he'll be skateboarding, yeah. bonk his head on the concrete, and he's bonk. Yeah, and there's a big. He's taking Genesis bonk. I mean, what? he is. Why are you using my surname? <sighs> Why? So, <laughs> so um, 
So anyway, in terms of names, lips hurt, all this stuff, Dan's lips hurt is here to help us do the Oscar ballot. And I think it's going to be really informative for a lot of our listeners. And there are a lot of names on there as well, so that's a good segue into what we're getting into, which is who are some of these names? Who are going to be best Oh, Oscar? I would have liked and, to hang out yes. with uh, the Miss La La Land's uh, ancestors. Oh, like uh, you got to get a new name. What is it? And it's like, well, so her like great grandmother, you know, gets off the boat and it's like, all right, well, we got to give you a new name. Can't pronounce this crazy shit. So like, what's it going to be? Yeah. And she goes and they go like, well, was there anything distinct about you? And she's like, I don't know, dude, I guess I'm fucking stunned. (laughs) (laughs) And where does it go, kind of from the? Can you help him, Dan? With Dan, like, yeah, it's it. Well, it seems like from there, I kind of see where it goes pretty clearly. Great, <laughs> because you are talking about Emma yeah. Stone's ancestors, so yeah. they probably said maybe your last name could be Stoned. Oh no! Oh, Danny. Yes, good. Yeah, he. You said it, not me. That was okay. <laughs> can you guys talk about that on here? I'm sorry. Uh, that's an, an that's an interesting question. Or we've do you definitely have to gotten, just insinuate? We've definitely gotten some angry emails from mm-hmm. New Earwolf content administrator Colin Anderson, uh, who is pissed off when we talk about getting zooted. Or he is straight well, edge. Is he straight edge? X is X is on the back of the hand. Yeah. Oh man, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got you got to be scared of somebody like that because yeah. they'll fight you. Well, he's always in control. Uh-huh. I mean, me, you know, at any time, like, I don't know where the fuck I am. Yeah, you're, you're like, late. I'm so goddamn zooted half the time, my man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been sparking up that Chiba, and I just go, like, oh, am I underwater? Now, is it okay with you to be kind of a weed comedian? Do you want to edge in on Doug Benson's territory in that sense? Does Benson work with in that area? Yeah, he's kind of a weed guy sometimes. I know him as a movie fan. Oh, he likes movies? Yeah, young guy likes movies. And I know like that has always been sort of where he where his bread gets buttered. Is he sometimes also involved with something yeah, like I'm wise? Not aware I'm so of the high movie I haven't thing. noticed. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cause it, for me it's so authentic. And I don't even know if there's a market for this. If there's people who, because they smoke weed, just hear what someone else does. Or hear other people doing it. Yeah, just hearing somebody else going like, I'm high, man. The is sound actually, of it. And it's uh, almost like you don't even need anything else in common. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's one thing enough. is enough. That that's just, that's comedy for them. The sound of the bubbles. Yeah, the I I don't know if there's a market for that. That would be cool. I mean, yeah. that'd make my life easier because yeah. I'm doing it anyway, right? <laughs> Might as well get paid. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Just like uh, getting high. It's just like everybody lives their life from like this one perspective, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you're just born sober, and then people go like, "Oh, well, this is the only way I'm going to look at the world." Mm-hmm. And I have this and really wear a cool. Suit. Yeah, I'm going to wear a suit, a fucking monkey suit. Mm-hmm. But you're an artist. Work at fucking Best Buy. Go sit in the cubicle like fucking Dilbert. Fucking Dilbert at Best Buy in his monkey suit. And and I'm going, well, maybe I want to look at things from a little bit sideways. You know, how do I get out of my perspective and into something else? And the answer for me, a number one answer is get zooted. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> so your sideways is not wine. 
You're Uh-oh. sideways. Now, do you use wine? To get sideways. Yeah, to get sideways, I'll man. do a red wine to get sideways. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'll do a Merlot or... Um, and I've seen this my... guy out at Chateau yeah. getting sideways. And uh, I got to say, it's a sight to behold. What's the craziest place you ever woke up on? Oh, that's interesting. That's a great question. I woke up on a uh, a flight. Oh. I had no idea where I was headed. I just knew I was on a plane. <laughs> An empty plane. An empty plane. Yeah. Uh, it was just me, the captain, DCA? and eight or nine uh, uh, stewards and stewardesses. Wow. Uh, it was a DCA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a big plane. Uh, and so I'm out of it. I had spent the night... Um, what night was that? I think I had gone to see uh, Sia. I had gone to Sia uh, to her house just to see how she was doing. Um, and <laughs> one thing, you know, led to another. Uh oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, the wine veil yeah. was lifted. Yeah. Somebody, well, once you uncork that bottle. Somebody found the wine. Somebody, yeah. yeah. And then Uh-oh. somebody was me. Somebody was. You guys know Sia is straight edge also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, she it, got that straight edge gets, of like hair that in front of her face. Yes. Yeah, so wine can't get in. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a literal straight edge. That bang. hair is designed to keep out wine. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. done, it's done an incredible job. I learned that that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could try to trick her into drinking wine. You could try to dump it all over her face. The hair will stop. It's it. a wine shield. Yeah, you yeah. can try to dump it on her face. Yeah. Yeah. Which you it's know. almost inviting that. That's what oh I yeah. Said. I said if you don't. You know, if you don't want me to try, why yeah. have the hair there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like uh, you know, uh, anyone who's familiar with the Fry Guys knows that like that sort of haircut, that style of long, drapey, hangy mm-hmm. things in front of you is basically begging to get splashed on with wine, wine dumped on you, wine injected using a syringe. syringe. Yeah. Wine smashed, frozen block of wine. So those guys didn't love fries. The they fry guys? hated wine. Yeah, and that's so they right. used fries to protect wine. Well, they didn't really look like fries, right? Were there, weren't their hair French fries or no? No, no, no. I'm they looked like hair was. You know what they look like? Green and remember blue you go through stuff. the car wash. Blue fries. Uh huh. And then like they. Dump the you know suds and then the the fry guys hanging upside down. That's the fry guys are coming to wash the car. I wonder if you guys could talk about the discussions you've been having to join forces and create a bong that uses wine instead of water. Oh yeah, and And that's what they've been so far is just discussions. I don't want anybody out there just really the concept of a wine bong. Yeah, yeah, we haven't uh, managed to figure out the exact logistics. It's been a lot of lot of schematics, a lot of drawing, a lot of planning. You know, and a lot of times what happens is before we get to the experiment phase, dude goes straight sideways. Straight sideways, and and I am. On an outer space planet. And I know a lot of From people. Highness. <laughs> a lot of people get more creative when they're sideways. Mm. I get less. Yeah. Uh, my contributions become a lot worse. When I get. Your ideas are very straightforward. Uh huh. Yeah. Very, like, kind of direct, very in the Very box. simplistic. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. When I get on an outer space planet from Highness, uh, which ha- has been known to happen, um, I'm no longer able to communicate with earthly beings. 
And so it's very difficult to collaborate with a guy who's straight sideways thinking inside the box. Um, and I, and it stalls us out a little bit. Uh, and we've gotten some questions. Why don't you just pour wine in the bottle? Uh-huh. And heat it up. Yeah. And that just seems so it's like, facile. It's like a, when are you, a fucking baby? <laughs> like, well, when a, I'm getting asked that question, I'm like, is this a baby asking me this question? There's a cork in there, too, and all you have is a pen to open it. Uh-huh. So, what, you know, explain that. Yeah, was, you know. But these babies don't know what they're talking about. No, uh, they don't. And I don't like being talked down to by people who don't get it. Oh, that's pet peeve for me. Somebody who doesn't get it talking down to me. Pet peeve number one. Pet least, peeve number two. People don't want to hit on my freaking cone, my my blazy spliff. When I'm like, you want to get it where I'm at, man? Come up to the outer space planet, and somebody goes like, "Oh no, no, thank you." My boots are fine here on the ground. It's like, okay, well, fucking good luck, man. Let me see if I can forge a segue from the movie Sideways, the one of the biggest Oscars from that time. Oh, yeah. And wouldn't it be interesting to talk about Oscars today? Okay. When it's the Oscars. Okay. Uh, so let's, let's look at it. You, you want to look at the list? Okay, I'll look at it. Cody. Yes. Where's the list? The list. The list? Uh, doing Oscar. Uh, the Cody. list doing Oscar movies. So the, your segue just then was saying you were going to do a segue. That was your way to relate Well, those. the idea of wouldn't it be so interesting. Oh, if you had done that Talking segue. about the big Oscar movie, uh-huh. wouldn't it be interesting now to do the Oscars that are today? Yes. Talk about okay. them. So, I'm not much of a host. I would have just made that segue. I would have said, speaking of sideways, the Oscars are coming And up. this is, I wonder if you are so sideways right now that uh, you are so only capable of doing the most basic thing that would possible. Be very, that's very in the box. I'd say I'm halfway sideways. I'm yes. half in the bottle right now. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's early. It's like the, cor- day. the cork usually heads up. What do you try and... Uh-huh, you shove it right in there. Yeah. Like you're on a, uh, a date, then you brought a bottle... To the beach and forgot the. You just have a pen. Bottle opener. And you and you smash just it, it in there with a pen. Cody, I've been on dates. So I'm I'm at the list, TV.com. We have a food list, DIY list, life hacks list, and trending lists. Which one is that that you need? There's a three random moments from Ed Sheeran's music video list. Cody, we in is this part, is this BJ is, Novak's list app? Isn't you on the list app? I don't know. Listen, he's a friend of the show. Yeah. I would love to take 20 minutes now to talk about some of the lists on the list. I'll go through the list. Some of the funny lists. But not today. We can't do it today. And just the standard, you know, the standard list that they suggest for you, brands I wear every day, stuff like that, stuff that we all relate to. Yeah. 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 What they put on my Starbucks cup Uh this week. Do you know they do that on purpose? Why? Do you know that? No. Viral marketing, Hayes. Viral marketing. What they, Starbucks, who's so clever, Mm -hmm. realized that a lot of people were Instagramming their Starbucks cup with Mm -hmm. the misspelled name. And then they encouraged their employees, do the tricky name. Ah. Pretend you don't know. 
write it crazy. And now, and it's then everyone's Instagram feed is just Starbucks and cups. And now everyone knows about coffee. And now they found out mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, drink your hot beans." And then maybe more people will go like, oh, "I want to drink hot beans." Yeah, I want to see what crazy thing they'll do with my name. Think about how crazy coffee is. Like, hey, I'm pretty sleepy. Let me drink some hot beans. I mean, somebody fucking said that, dude. What are some crazy things that your name has become at the at coffee? At yes, coffee? At coffee, man. Um. Well, I, let's see, because it's it's Dan Lippert, um, and I'll get a lot of— And you give your full name. I'll give my full name, yeah, like I'm introducing myself to a studio head. Uh, and so usually the craziest thing they'll do is they'll write it as one name, because I guess a lot of people don't give full names. And then I'll gram a picture of that. I'll say, these idiots— these didn't fucking put a space. didn't realize where yeah. the space was in yeah. my name. Forgot to capitalize my last name. wage baristas forgot to capitalize my last name. They thought it was the second half of my first name. And sometimes they'll only do one P instead of two Ps, and I'm like. <laughs> Hashtag I'm the injured party. That's pretty cool. What's happened to my name? Well, my name, obviously, my full name is Shonk. Oh, I didn't know this. Lemons. Shonk Lemons. Yeah. And so what I have seen is they'll leave the umlaut off, Mm -hmm. which for me is real disrespectful of my heritage. And so I'll chew them out. And I don't even post a picture of the mug so much as I post a picture of the barista begging for mercy. I'll use my full name too because, you know, like – your local neighborhood Starbucks, you don't need to use like your fake Hollywood name. You can use your full one. So I'll use my real name, which is Hayes for horses. <laughs> so your last name is for horses? My last name is for horses. And they will write that out as a complete sentence with a period. Hey is no for period horses. at the end of your name. No, my name is uh, not punctuation. There's no punctuation involved in my name. Do you ever get? You'll tell them your name, and they said Except I wasn't for asking for a fact. I was asking for your name. Yeah, and you mm. say no, that's not a fact. I they mean, get mad because uh, they get really mad if you try and tell them a fact. Yes, then my yeah. name yes happens to be a fact as well. Yeah, which is like not. Fa- I mean, could there be much a like Dan lips hurt? Uh, yeah. Could there be a worse idea than asking Cody what Starbucks has done with his name? Could there be a less fruitful path to go down right now for this show than to ask Cody what, what could, Starbucks yes. has done with his what name? What could on a hit cup? the wall faster? I'm yeah. a champion of the underdog. I say you ask him. You think, think we should ask him? Huh? Introducing so Cody. Dan Lipshurt thinks we should. Hayes. Well, it would be. It's tempting to think that given enough time. To think about something. Oh, if we front porched it for a long time, we're talking about whether we're going to do it. You think he'd have time to cook something up? Or is that worse? That's certainly a path that, you know, that could convince you to do something like this. Because Cody gets a vote, too. It ends in flames. Like, there's no no surviving I think I, I think some people have seen Cody going off the cuff and gone like, you need to give him more time to prepare. It's actually the opposite. But at this point, I, I you know, curiosity killed the co-host, right? 
I gotta go. I gotta know. Cody, what have they done at Starbucks? I will say, I, just before we do this, Cody is fond of describing himself as better at reacting than initiating then act, stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The truth is that to say that he is better at one thing or another would be to <laughs> imply that he is not perfectly bad at all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a perfect reacting opportunity for him to um, What I always like to say test this theory of his. I don't trust Cody, but I trust Cody to be Cody. So I'm never disappointed, you know? Hey, Cody, what have they done at Starbucks with your name, bud? They usually think I said Corey. <laughs> <laughs> and they just try to pat on me. Hollywood Handbook. Hey guys, wanted to talk to you about Blue Apron. Uh, it is fresh, high quality ingredients, and it comes in the mail. And for less than ten dollars per person per meal, you get easy to follow recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients from over 150 local farms, ranches, and fisheries across the United States, right uh, to your door. I'd just like to say, you know, we've had our own experiences with Blue Apron, of course. Here, and we love Airwolf. eating this food. It's a growing earwolf family. We, you know, Chef Kevin uh, is, has been generous enough to cook us a different meal every night of the week. I eat all my meals here at the earwolf offices, uh, and so does that all the podcast hosts. And um, you know, he's going to talk a little bit about some of the uh, recent changes that are being made. Hey guys, Chef Kevin here. Um, let me just say, big fan of Blue Apron. Uh, it's kind of my bible. I can't really. Uh, do my job without it. Yeah, and uh, it is not a book. I think we should clarify that Blue Apron is not a book. It's not a book, but the ingredients come on a page that yes. if you kept all of them together, it would almost be a book. Sorry, I should have clarified that. The pages are a Bible to me. So um, like page one of the Bible, you know, Genesis would be like a cashew chicken stir fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice. That would be like uh, and tango then, and cashew chicken. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's true. It's it is, funny. Uh, they have honestly, fun with the Honestly, it sounds like a joke, but that is real. And it's like and and you know, uh, Exodus or uh, Deuteronomy might be uh, udon noodle soup with miso and soft boiled eggs. Yeah. Yeah, and and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John might be roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad, and crispy barumdi with uh, quinoa. There is a pronunciation guide right there, and that's not what it says. (laughs) Okay, so I implied that something was my Bible, but I didn't imply that I can read. With quinoa and roasted carrot salad. That's my Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. Um, And honestly, like, all I care about is fresh ingredients, and I'm just glad that Blue Apron can consistently provide that service in a world where that's not always guaranteed. And I've seen you have some conflict with sous chef Cody, who hates fresh ingredients. Cody, can you talk a little bit about your ingredient philosophy? For me, it's it's not it's not my number one priority. I I think that you should be putting food in that maybe isn't fresh. So that, you know, you can get that food out the door. Cody always wants to make old soup. Cody, what is the book next to your elbow right now? I just want to point out. It's kombucha. It's kombucha, which is a bunch of fungus turned liquid. A lot of people are getting That is kind of what old soup is. It's kombucha book about making kombucha out of old moldy fungus. Yeah. Let's just say we don't see eye to eye on everything. Um, But we are trying to work through this difficulty um, I'm trying to, I'm, uh, 
the uh, job is open. <laughs> I don't know how else to say. I'm using ZipRecruiter to take applications for other sous chefs. Um, and it should be an ad for that, too. We should be paid for that as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll get, see if we Good get idea. money for that, yeah. Thank you, ZipRecruiter. And I also want to clarify that there, it is an actual book that is next to Cody that's kombucha. There's some uh, discrepancy earlier over what is a book and what isn't, but this in this case it is a that's book. That's a book book. And so sous chef Blue Cody is not a book. has a moldy book, and he sometimes tries to sneak in ingredients that aren't fresh, and Chef Kevin is always knocking them away and shoving them in Cody's face, punishing him, and then going like, I only use the fresh ingredients from Blue Apron, and I go to blueapron.com slash handbook because I love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. And then sous-chef Cody will be like, well, I, I don't like that. And if you've seen him or you know anything about his health situation, I think you understand which side of this debate you should be on, and you should go to blueapron.com slash handbook, Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And you get your first three meals free with free shipping uh, by going to blueapron.com slash handbook. And yeah. you stick it to Stick it to Cody. Cody and punish him. See you in the kitchen. Hollywood Handbook. Hey, guys. There's a great show called Hello from the Magic Tavern. It's for fantasy and comedy nerds alike. Uh, it's uh, with hosts. Is this Howl? Yeah. Was, is this supposed to be Howl? Yeah, this is Howl. Howl? But there is, it doesn't say how. It doesn't mention it at all. Hmm. Where is how? All it says, like all it says, doesn't say how. At the top it says mid-roll, which I know is like not what we're talking about. No. And it says if you're, if you've worked with any of the guests listed here or appeared on the show or a fan of them, please say so. I've heard the the show is great. I met the guys and I love these guys. Is this how? But uh, no, but, and, but this is my problem. I'm going to talk about how I'm a fan of John Gabris, Peter Siegel, Scott Adsit, and Aaron. Like, I'm going to talk about that on my during my show. That's bullshit. I'm not going to fucking talk about how funny John Gabris is. You can, if you want to, if you want to know if that guy's funny, listen to his show. Oh, wait, it's not on Earwolf, so I can't even, I'm not allowed to mention it. I get beat up by Scott. Uh, that's not my concern. I would love to be able to advertise for this show. Is it Howl? Is this Howl? Does it say Wolf or anything that's Howly on it? Should anywhere? we get Colin? I never knew who Howl was. Go get Colin. 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 He's coming. Howl. Hold on. <laughs> What's going on? Now you're the new boss. Colin. We're looking at this ad here. Right. Hello from the Magic Tavern. It's I've heard great things about this show. Is this Howl? Is this an ad for Howl? It doesn't say it. I think it's an ad for, for Howl, yeah. Why doesn't it say Howl? Yeah, it doesn't say Howl. They used to say Howl. They used to all say Howl. It doesn't say Wolf either. doesn't I say mean, it's, Wolf. It's available on Airwolf anyway. It, d- it okay. does say Wolf. It says Earwolf up top. Right. But you're not answering well, the question, which is, is it Howl? Is it for Earwolf? We're doing a commercial for Earwolf? Yeah. But this is, is Earwolf. That, is that a problem? Yeah, this is Earwolf, Here's my main problem. Is it Howl? I'm supposed to talk about how I'm a fan of Scott Adsit from 30 Rock during my show? Is he doing that for me? Uh, maybe. 
I think I would have heard about it if Scott Adsit from 30 Rock and Brief Roland accepted as one of the parents dropping off the kids at the fake college that Justin Long creates in order to trick his parents into thinking he's going to college. Uh, I think if he talked about how he was a fan of me, I think I would have heard about and that on one of the And he's the Big Hero boards. 6 as well. I saw, I saw a Big Hero 6. I don't remember it coming up that he was a big fan of Sean. No. I, yeah, I don't think it was in there at all, and I think I would have heard about it on one of the Big Hero 6 message boards. I haven't seen the film, but I do participate actively in their online community. Another question that wasn't I mean, solved in that movie. Maybe town reading an ad right now. Maybe <laughs> this is happening just in a studio in Santa Monica or something. It There's feels studios like this is over all, there? This, it feels like this is all a dodge for the big question of, is this how? Hayes is obsessed with this. It, I, obsessed. I've gotten no satisfactory He's answer sicko. to it's, whether it's or not this is how. Because I'm, I'm executive producer of Airwolf. Not, speak not on how. that. He's doing our thing. Okay. Well, he's he's speak on that. Well, I, we love hearing <laughs> That's flattering. We love that. Hey, is. that's what, hey, flattery will get you everywhere, my dear. No, okay, so I'll do the commercial. You don't want to miss the show. So, so subscribe to Hello from the Magic Tavern and iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, it, which is that howl. Hollywood Handbook. Where's the list? <laughs> I need to know which list, okay. Movie. List. Movie list. Best Oscar. It's the Oscar man. Dude. Dude, do you guys know who the Oscar statue's based on? Jerry West. Hmm? Jerry West. Yeah. That was his plague style. Standing straight up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Under the basket. Yeah. Under the basket. Somebody Hands else could, sort of folded at his chest. Somebody else could climb up on him. Ready to receive a crisp pass. And yeah. how was he associated with the film industry? Because I was kind of venturing a guess just because it did look like the way he played. I didn't know I was going to be right. Mm, yeah. One of the movies he was in uh, won Best Picture. Yeah. North by North, Jerry West. Basketball Jones. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's right. North by North, Jerry West. I found it. Hey. Uh, number one is Titanic. Number two, Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> Number three is Forrest Gump. And number four is Lord of the Rings. And then Gladiator. <laughs> okay, so who did you pick this year? Okay. That's a, that's a little surprising to me. I did have... <laughs> who was your pick? Because I know in the I past, had Gladiator at number two. All of these have been picks for you. Yeah. Of yeah. course, the Oscar ballot is you rank the movies. <laughs> so so uh, you said number one's Titanic and number two Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. For me, I flip them. Yeah. I flip them. Slumdog Millionaire, when the kid dropping the duty and he get all the poop on him <laughs> and he's stinking... And he's a baby. Maybe kid. that's why it's number two. Oh yes. Oh, is that the, being a funny it's list? A comment. The list is doing the joke. Yeah. I'm okay. Like, but then it's like Titanic is pee or something. Okay. Well. And I guess the water. They must have been peeing in that water. They're in there for a long time, mm-hmm. and they die. And when you die, you know you piss your pants. Mm-hmm. People don't want to talk about this. No. When you die. You piss your pants mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. It's a huge one. It goes forever. If you've ever <laughs> been around to hear the noise, 
it's just like a last like you it's yeah. comedic mm-hmm. you know because you're going like well surely they must be done now and then it just keeps going but that's you know mother nature or god or whatever you want to call it is yeah. at the the darkest times that's also the funniest times yeah, yeah and yeah. if you can't you know keep your sense of humor when you're dead and pissing yourself then, like, when can, like, what are you going to do? And I know your philosophy, Dan, is we could go at any time. Yeah. And the pee we do when we die might as well smell very strongly of wine. Correct. Yeah, that is my philosophy, I would say. You could go at any time, and the pee we do when we die might as well strong, smell strongly of wine. And I've been saying that 10, 15 it, years It now. almost rhymes. Yeah. Well, I had one that rhymed. Okay. And I thought... A philosophy shouldn't rhyme. You know, a poem should rhyme. Yeah. A rap, what, a rap should rhyme. What was that one? Uh, let me, uh, so let me, uh, uh, yeah, let me, let, consider let, it again yeah, in my mind. Yeah, let so, you say uh, it back. Life, yeah. is, uh, life is short. Uh-huh. Um, when we die, the pee we do might as, sm- might as well smell like wine, guy. Oh, port could have been short, <laughs> yeah. It was too long? No, well, no, no, port no, 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 is no, no, a guy no, no. You just wide, started I with just... life is short, and Hayes didn't know if you were going to do oh, something Oh, if I was going to rhyme it with port. Yeah. God. Life is short. Yeah. Your well, death pee should smell like port. Mm-hmm. Your death pee. That's more the Beastie Boys mindset of rhyming, where you know what the word is going to be that rhymes oh, with. Oh, that's right. So everyone can yeah, jump in on that time. rhyme. Yeah. yeah, I like everyone not even knowing when to jump in, so I'm the only one saying the last word. Okay. Death pee. Can you try a limerick? Uh, that's like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can try it, but it's really going to slow things down now. Yeah, we, just had, yeah, we did yeah. have some momentum kind of and going. We, we were cruising. This was really – I had so much. Now I have to start all over. What's number three? Um, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Uh, yeah. That could be good. Okay, yeah. That could be good. What was it last year? Last year was well. What was what, what number was Forrest Gump last year yeah, at the number. Oscars? That was before. That was after Lord, Return of the King. Return of the King, the Lord of the Rings film. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was also after Schindler's List. Okay, so last year Forrest Gump was so not mo- even top five. Not moving even. up the charts so in twenty seventeen. Wow, surging. Yeah. yeah. Which I'd expect it to. That movie's more prescient now than it was when it came out. Yeah. It's, it's more relatable. Well, it predicts a lot of what we're dealing with now. Yes. You know, in terms of mm-hmm. um, just Elvis coming and staying with us. <laughs> uh, a lot of the things that we're going through at present day, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what a good movie does is you watch it and you go, I heard this was made 20 years ago. Yeah. It feels like it was, you know, cut yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good seed for Forrest Gump this year, but that means they have to play the 14, which I think is a beautiful mind. Whoa. And that is a really tough draw for them, just matchup wise. Because mm-hmm. you got. Because pro- Lieutenant Dan is at a wheelchair. Mm hmm. And the beautiful mind's Fred is imaginary, and so you can't see him. As he's playing, he's very hard to defend. Yeah, it's a sixth man type situation if you remember yes. the movie Six Man with Marlon Wayans. Yes, where- which itself was an Angels in the Outfield type situation. Exactly. 
And so uh, it is going to be very difficult to stop John Nash's imaginary friend. And also what he, you know, most of his mathematical breakthroughs occurred in game theory. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you got to figure playing a game against him. Yeah. I got a theory. Not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Are you know what I mean? <laughs> game theory? Like, what is that, like, the hookup thing? Oh, Cody. God damn it. So emboldened. How? I get so strong. Is Forrest Jump something with this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. He was a great or, athlete in the film. Yeah. He ran. He mm-hmm. was running. Remember? Now, is he the only runner to have his own restaurant also? Oh, okay. That's an interesting question. Are there more running restaurants? Yeah. Um, hmm. Prefontaine. Well, there's, there's Couscous Bolt. <laughs> Prefondue. Couscousain Bolt. I don't know. Um, speaking of Oscars, we got Pistorius. He was a runner. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Where's Blade he? Runner, yeah. Yeah, where's he on the Blade list? Runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oscar Pistorius, the Blade Runner. Oh, isn't Carl's Jr. Carl Lewis's restaurant? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, unfortunate, he would have been great in the Trump administration. Uh, mm-hmm. Carl Lewis. I would have yeah, liked his that voice was, in there. that was sad when yeah. he... Uh, what they did to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie Joyner, Hershey Kiss. <laughs> I'm just fucking... I'm in outer space now. Gleep, glorp, like it, bloop, to, to be able to come up with some of the stuff, you would have to be on an outer space planet from highness. You gotta be so fucked up mm-hmm. while we're working on this. People are always like, Kevin, Whoa. have a seat. We need... One more <laughs> restaurant mm-hmm. that a runner it would start. Some of the previous examples are Couscousain Bolt, Pref- Steve Prefondue, mm-hmm. Lieutenant Dan, Jackie Joyner, Hershey's Kisses, <sighs> Carl's Jr. Lewis. Yeah, Carl's <laughs> Jr. Lewis. And we need two more. Two more. It's a question I brought up, and we were all kind of happy to be uh, to be doing it. I think. Yeah. Uh, but we need. We do need six. one, two more, or oh, six total. Yes. Can I can I take the pictures first, and and uh, I'll I'll come back to you. What would the picture be of if we don't come up with this? Yeah, Kevin? we would just be. There's no here show thinking. if we don't come up with this. Yeah. You, guys, you know what I mean? Like, what would the picture be? What would that look like? You guys would look deep in thought, brainstorming? No, there'd be no show. And we'd just be looking at you because we did ours. It's a picture of an empty room. And now I it's mean, you, if there's not, because we'd just have to leave. And now it's your turn. Cody, which one did you come up with? Uh, I'm not playing. Cody did just say Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which Hayes said earlier. So I think he was, like, just hearing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, too much wax. The for sound me, has to burrow through the earwax. For me, I just like to think about friendships first. Oh my god! This is so and then bad. that'll take you. This sucks. This is such a new kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, it's so Cody specific. Yeah. So if you start with the friendships like Kevin had in Kevin Costner in Dances with Wolves, you start with the friendships in. In, in Crash and 
Birdman and Rocky and all of these great. No, keep going. Go ahead. And a beautiful mind with his imaginary friend. And the sound of music. It's like every third thing is something <laughs> Hayes said before. <laughs> <laughs> the rest is just nothing. So, Kevin, it seems like you've had a little bit of time now. Cody generously bought you time by just crashing and burning. <laughs> uh, do, you know, are you getting anything? Have you remembered a runner's name? Uh, who, who Who's the runner that has the show on E? Uh, Kate. Um, Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't, a, yeah, it doesn't seem like, like a Jenner thing. It doesn't seem like good the area best for this area. show. You know? Yeah. I was trying to think of something with like Subway because like that's a healthy thing. Subweight. So you brought up. What? You brought up. <laughs> A business strongly associated with a pedophile, and then you want to oh, make some joke Kevin. about trans rights. Oh also? my God, God. Kevin. Kevin! I thought there was not you could not do this wrong, and then you brought up Kevin. That is Kevin. so bad. Who is paying you to sabotage our show and try to get a, the? Oh my! Try God. to get all the libtards sicked on us. Who's paying you to get start the flame war? And try to enter us in this controversy. It's the... We don't take a position. We don't take a position on this stuff. Pedophilia or trans rights. Or what <laughs> bathroom somebody's using. No! This show's not about that. It's about movies and it's having fun with your Hollywood family. It's about Hollywood and TV. It's Hollywood. Movies. That's all we talk about. Why do you think I said movies? This show is Kevin, about the Oscars. Cody was doing way better than you listing movies. movies. I was moving. He actually got something done. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought what? it was runners. Who did this? Who who put you up to it? It's the Doughboys Patreon. The, the Doughboys Patreon. Uh, of course, this is all designed to funnel donations to the Doughboys Patreon. That's frustrating. Mm-hmm. That's frustrating that that's happening. Oh no! How do you guys take donations? We know. Oh, you do the podcast call for free? Them, you just offer it for free to your audience? Donations, but they spell no, it differently. No, no, you see all they these ads. They should do that. Yeah. You get the ads. Why don't they do that? Hmm? Donations. Oh. Donate to oh, our show. Nobody's done that, yeah. Cody, don't You're steal so that idea. Stupid. Like, D-O, do, the whatever, however you You could do probably it. take that for your show. And make it more about, you know, just the dough you would make in the industry. That's good, or, and then they can't steal it. Yeah, and then you kind of have a claim on that. That's and their sick. Patreon dries up. Just mow the lawn on their Patreon. That's fucking sick, dude. Dan, I need you to strategize with me a little more. Hell yeah. I love this, having a real nefarious sort of Machiavelli type in mm-hmm. here with me. Well, I, I'm happy to, you know. I'm just really working against the doughboy. We've needed something like this, somebody to work on our mm-hmm. side against them. You find a they lot of people lot working of, on their side. Yeah. They seem yeah. to. People like them, yes. Uh-huh. And you don't feel like you get that back. People don't seem to like you. Not, no, not like that, no. McDonald's, like the Mick on Fox. Oh, my God, what are you talking about? It's a runner. It's got to be named after a runner. Like, they run on this, like, she's always running up no, and down the stairs. No. I saw that in the trailer. She, she's not running up and down the stairs. She's, she's sexually hanging off the banister. I th- so it's not movies. I feel like when you said running and food, 
then you said it has to be movies and food because yeah, it's because it started with Forrest Gump, which is a the the movie. Could you not make that connection? Did you not walk in and immediately realize? Oh, they were talking about Forrest Gump because it's Oscar season. He's a runner, a runner who has a restaurant. Who are some other runners who could have restaurants? And what would the restaurant be called, Kevin? Um, can can you guys, Michael? Who is the runner whose name was Michael? That was really fast. Michael Johnson. Johnson. Go shoes. Johnson and Johnson. Like uh, that is shampoo. That is yeah. People diverse. eat that stuff though, like edible shampoo. Michael Johnson and Johnson. edible shampoo restaurant. Yeah, now it's a unique product. It's not Michael something that Johnson other places. And Johnson are. edible shampoo restaurant. That's really good. How would they? How would, would it be they, like sort of a yogurt style? How would they style fit everyone? Self serve shampoo. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, and you're also mixing two things that people love, but you know, it's two different kind of crowds of people. Yeah. You got Michael Johnson, which you know, huge. Yeah. And then you got shampoo eating. Yeah, people are going to line up for just about anything Michael Johnson does, but you almost don't need that hook. Just once you have eating shampoo, people are already interested. So you basically, what you have now is a real estate problem. Where that's right. Pete, the line is going to be so long mm-hmm. that ultimately you, parking you know, you requirements are going to be an issue for sure. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's you insane. have to run shuttles. It's well, you could encourage some... people to run there. That's a really good idea. I guess what you be need like is Michael Johnson and run to the to, to the shampoo restaurant. Yeah, if you got some Michael Johnson juniors that can all run back and forth, yeah. and uh, you need probably just a crew of people on iPads taking the edible shampoo orders, mm-hmm. sort of running around between all the tables. Because if you just leave the um, pour spouts available for everyone, then you're, you're, you're going to be backed up. They would be in permanent spout mode. Yeah, in permanent spout mode. They might as well actually do a special kind of spout where because it's going to be pouring so much where it is only in spout mode it's only all on the time you just roll and you can't, through people and you yes. can't shut it off no and people and love that kind of make that cattle cafeteria feeling too yeah kind of rolling through there quickly it's so great what yeah. do you do i can foresee another problem with this what do you do if people start washing their hair with the shampoo which is bad for your hair actually can we not make it good for your hair Holy shit. No, see, this is a fundamental misunderstanding. Oh, fuck, guys. Someone's Sorry. phone is going off. That's my meter. That's my parking meter. You have to feed it? Kev, bro, can I get a big favor from you, man? <laughs> yeah. Um, where are you? You might want to write it down so we don't say it on air. Sure, yeah. This I'm isn't live, front. Kevin. More people, no, I, I will not. just say, more people should be coming to these records. And mm-hmm. I think it is a problem that we don't say where it is on the air because because of that, the only people in here are you and Cody, when really we should have way more people in here supporting us and, like, clapping and being fans of the show. You want that talk soup kind of uh, behind-the-camera reaction yes. a little bit. Yeah. Yes. It's just Cody and Kevin. I want seven people laughing at every joke. Uh-huh. Selfish. Okay. Um, and I, so I have been trying to solve this because I'm dropping pins on Google Maps like crazy, but no one wants, no one is being friends with me on Google Maps except my Maps friendship. And me and Cody. 
What, what do you mean, and you and Cody? We're friends with you on Google Maps. Did you not see that? Well, see, this is the problem that only you and Cody are friends with you on Google Maps, so only you and Cody end up in the studio. Yeah, exactly. I think Sean just gave me a dollar, which means it's time to leave. <laughs> well, the alarm keep is really what means that. Yeah, you can keep that dollar after you. Uh, so I'm, like, right in front. Okay, so just feed it. Can I take these pictures really quick? Or do we not have time for that? Go ahead. Yeah. Let's do a real quick. Here's going to be a good way for you to find out. So take these keys and hit this when you get out in front. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see one of the cars is going to be like, boop, boop. That's how it says hello. <laughs> don't steal the car because he has the keys now. He could. Kevin, please don't drive my car. To go for a little joy ride. I have like no insurance like and no license. Yeah. I'm off the grid. And yeah. if you don't have you a license like, and Kevin gets pulled over, that's on you. You get fucked there. Don't be uh, like driving your car. Don't be like the firing one. squad. They Kevin just brought that back. Kevin, what? don't be like the one black character in Ferris Bueller who steals a car in that movie. <laughs> I won't. He's a valet. He's having fun. What about Abe Froman? It's a sick car. Oh, that's right. It He's is, implied black, I it think. Is a, yeah, except don't you see him later? Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, I never even noticed that. Uh, yes, definitely. When you hear Abe Froman, the weenie king of Chicago, uh-huh. you think, oh, yes, this is definitely a black guy. But I think you do see him later when he's trying to get into the restaurant. Oh. And they're saying, but maybe he's pretending as well. He will. And he's they don't say that. Off. That's yes. an interesting idea. I think that's the most likely uh, thing because that character is definitely supposed to be black. That's a cool interpretation. Yeah, yeah, and I think what the world needs is more fan theories about Ferris Bueller. Like mm-hmm. everybody's saying, Cameron's the hero of the yes. movie actually, and Ferris is the villain. Fascinating conversation. I love to talk about that. Um, people who say, you know, maybe Cameron's imaginary in the whole movie because oh. that's what John Hughes is known for is surprise twist that nobody ever finds out about in his movies. I like that Cameron wants to see Ferris's girlfriend naked, so he pretends that he has, like, a medical condition, essentially, so that he can watch her change her clothes. Mm-hmm. And then Ferris yeah. is kind of, like, into the fact that he watched his girlfriend get naked. Yeah. And that all definitely implies that he's imaginary, that multiple <laughs> other characters are interacting, interacting with, with him. They're having, responding. like, four-way conversations Well, if you think about when he calls the principal and is pretending to be Sloane's dad. Yeah. Like, who, like, he's he's an imaginary character in that sense, too. Yeah. yeah. You know? And also, I think the secretary of the school, the principal, and Ferris's sister are imaginary. Uh-huh. You, <laughs> that's a great theory. Mm-hmm. So all of the main characters. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. all, I mean, in a, they are, at, it's a cross-universe with the beautiful mind. They are all John Nash's friends. Mm. Wow. So 10, what, 15 years before Beautiful Mind came out, mm-hmm. John Hughes talked to, what was it, who directed Beautiful Mind, Ron Howard? Howard. Gotta be. That's Ron Howard, yeah. Hughes and Howard, kings of the 80s, so they're Mm -hmm. definitely hanging out with each other. Yeah. Wow. That's another guy. Whoa. And so now I'm wondering, in some of those those movies about planes, was this dude making imaginary pilots as the characters? Were some of those uh, angels in the outfield or whatever the name (laughs) the flying angels? Yeah. Flying angels in the uh, outfield. In the outfield. The hell's flying Flying, angels in the outfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a very Hellcat battalion or some shit. 
I don't know. I'm so fucking zooted, man. <laughs> I'm freaking outer space planet. It's hard to communicate with you a little bit because you're so I, zooted. Look, I'm the first to admit I can't hear what you're saying. I'm a bad listener to begin with. I only want to hear myself talk, and anything you do is just, in my mind, something that might get me mm-hmm. onto like my next thing. Yeah. Your thing is, I'm here to smoke weed and like movies. And I'm all out of movies. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hollywood Hey, you made the mistake of not turning off your podcast in time, so now you have to hear this cross-promotion for Hello from the Magic Tavern, a weekly podcast in the magical land of Foon, hosted by me, a human from Chicago. And me, Usador, wizard of the 12th realm of Ephesius. And me, Chunt. I'm a shapeshifter, but I'm mostly a badger. But I guess I've also been an alligator and a tiny horse with a top hat. If you want a fully improvised comedy fantasy epic, this is the show for you. You can start at the beginning and binge your way all the way up to episode 100, or honestly, just jump in on a new episode. It's not the wire you'll get it i join us and we shall entertain thee hour after hour or and or also speaking of the wire who's stringer bell again wait which one whistles i don't want to talk about earth stuff i'm a horny girl wolf this has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Colin Anderson, and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Ow. That was a HeadGum Podcast.